Hi friends, I'm April and I want to welcome you to the Daily Cup Podcast. Catch new episodes every Wednesday to help you get through your week. We all know that sometimes life gets tough. So each week, I invite you into my home where we will gather together, have a cup of coffee or tea, and even a yummy snack if you desire. And let's stay into God's word together. We will encourage one another to be the best version of ourselves that God has designed us to be. I look forward to sharing this time with you. So let's get started. Okay, friends, welcome back to another week with me. Today is season two, episode two. If you have not heard episode one titled Jonah and the what, make sure to go back and listen to that because today's episode is part two of the conclusion of that story. Last week, we touched on chapter one of Jonah and we are going to complete the rest of the book of Jonah in part two of this podcast. I have truly been looking forward to this time all week long. So let's get right into things. Now, remember last week we talked of Jonah and him running away from God and ending off where he spent three days and three nights in the belly of this large fish. This will be a summary of Jonah chapters two through four, but as always, I encourage you to go back to read these chapters in full in your personal Bible study time. Let's see what happened to Jonah next. Jonah chapter 2 verses 7 through 10 reads, When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you. Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. During this time of Jonah being in the belly of the sea creature, he obviously had ample amount of time to think about and do whatever else one does in the belly of a big fish. Chapter 2 goes over his conversations with God. Here, what we just read though, it appears Jonah finally comes to his senses and realizes God is the one who he needed all along, and he vows to worship the Lord. Isn't this a prime example of our fleshly human nature? Remember Jonah was running from God. Then he ended up in the belly of this fish, and now he is remembering and turning back to God. Why is it that we are so stubborn at times that God has to get us alone 
for us to see that he is and always has been and always will be our only answer. Here in verse 7, Jonah says, I remembered you, Lord, which means he knew God, forgot about him, and was like he once again was acknowledging him. It appears that then and only then, once Jonah acknowledges the Lord again, that he is spit out of the fish by God's command and placed on dry land. Now we're probably thinking, whew, Jonah is finally on dry land and he has come to his senses. Now he will walk right with the Lord. Or will he? Jonah chapter 3 verses 1 through 3 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. And Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. The rest of the chapter goes on to tell of how Jonah goes throughout Nineveh and proclaims that the city will be overthrown in 40 days. The Ninevites, the people who lived in Nineveh, believed Jonah. So much so that everyone, including the king, removed their regular garments and placed sackcloths on and fasted. The king declared everyone to fast, to not eat nor drink anything, including animals, and called everyone to turn to God in hopes he would remove his wrath that Jonah spoke of. Now, as a side note, removing one's garments and placing a sackcloth on was a symbol of one humbling oneself or showing they were truly sorrowful. This in addition to fasting, was a true surrender and humbling of the whole city towards God the Father, including the king who was their leader. In the end of chapter 3, verse 10, it reads, When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. How wonderful is our almighty God that we serve. This story over and over again shows us his loving kindness, mercy, and grace. Let us never take this for granted and may we serve him simply because of how good he is. Can I get an amen, friend? Are you still with me so far? All right, let's finish the story of Jonah reading the last and final chapter, which is chapter four, in full. There is just so many pieces to finish up the story, and I don't want us to miss a single detail. So let's read. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? 
This is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his comfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn, when the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and he said, It would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said. And I'm so angry, I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh? in which there are more than a hundred and twenty thousand people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also so many animals? I mean, okay, let's just take a moment for all that to sink in here. Jonah ran away from God, then basically made a pact with God to do good, went and did what he was supposed to do the second time, but then got mad when God had mercy upon the people of Nineveh who fasted and turned from their evil ways. Did Jonah forget that God did the same for him as well? Friends, how can you and I get back to the basics from what we read here today? Number one, let us not play God. Jonah initially ran away from what God asked him to do in chapter one. However, in verse two of chapter four, Jonah tells God, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is why I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. The Oxford Dictionary states that the word forestall means prevent or obstruct an anticipated event or action by taking action ahead of time. In other words, 
Jonah was trying to play God. His excuse for running away is that he was trying to keep from what was happening, happening. Friends, may I encourage you to not play God in your own life or the lives of others around you. We may want things our own way, and you and I both know how tempting that feels. But we need to sit back, humble ourselves, and let God work in his own way and own time because only he knows how to orchestrate things in such a way to bring ultimate glory and beauty to himself and to our lives. Number two, let us remember where we came from. Now, I am a person who works hard to be intentional to no longer live in my past. God's word says that when we live in Christ, we are new creatures in him. In saying this, however, let us be mindful that we were once living as sinners and lived certain lifestyles or did certain things that were not pleasing in God's eyes. And when we gave our lives to God, all that is washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. To God, it is as if that life never existed. So with this, my dear friends, let us extend that same grace to others as well. Let us not be as Jonah was here in the story. The Lord forgave him of his disobedience, and not only did he forgive him, he still gave him a second chance. This should have been a great force of grace for Jonah to pass along to the people of Nineveh who were living unrighteously, then humbled themselves and ultimately were saved from God's wrath. Jonah should have been excited with joy for the Ninevites, but no, Jonah became angry. Lord, please help us to always remember where we came from and extend the same favor to others that you extend to us. Number three, let us choose joy. I find it interesting here that in chapter four, Jonah's emotions go from angry to happy to angry. Let's talk about anger for a moment. I don't have time to touch on all the negative health effects anger brings upon one's body, much less the negative effects it has on our lives as a whole. However, I will share this much. Psychology Today lists a few habits and attitudes that may be linked to anger. They are as follows. Entitlement, which is believing one's rights and privileges are superior to those of other people. Focusing on things out of personal control. Refusal to see other perspectives. Low tolerance for discomfort. And those are just to name a few. A few, I might add, 
that Jonah was struggling with here in the story. He was so concerned over a plant that literally came and went overnight. A plant that he did not bring to life or take away. Then he was hot and wanted to die. And oh yeah, let's not forget him only seeing his way and how he thought things should go. Jonah was so angry, his focus was only on himself, and he totally disregarded the fact that over 120,000 people whose souls were lost needed saving. Friends, although anger is a human, God-given emotion, let us be careful how we apply that emotion. Let us not be so quick to anger like this and only see things our way. This not only hurts yourself, but those around us. And at what cost? Should souls be lost or we totally overlook others' feelings because we are having a nasty, angry moment? Let's pray that this is not the case. Happiness is just like here in this passage. It is a fleeting feeling. It comes from external things. Joy, however, is a deep-rooted emotion. So much so, it is one of the fruits of the Spirit. It is possible, believe it or not, to be down or going through a tough time and still seek joy in life. God's Word also says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Happiness will come and go, but when we choose joy, because it is a choice, our spirits will be refreshed, and in turn, this will spread and bring a fresh wind of the Spirit to others around us. So let us choose joy. As we close, let's have a word of prayer. Father God, I come before you in this moment just thanking you for your beautiful word today. I am so thankful for these stories you have left us so we can learn more about you and learn ways that we can live our best lives, Father, that you have already set before us. May we always remember that you are in control, and although we may not always understand why things happen the way they do, God, you know why. Help us to have peace in our hearts when things occur in life that we don't understand. May we never try to play you, Father, or take control because we don't know how the outcome truly looks. Help us always remember where we came from and extend the same amazing grace you extended to us and continue to extend to us, to others. Father, help us to choose joy. May there be more of you and less of us. I pray that we always remember the ways that anger affects not only ourselves, but also those around us. Help remove anything unpleasant to you, Father God, 
and us be more like Jesus each day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Remember to go back and read the story of Jonah in its entirety in your own study time. I also encourage you to choose one of the three things we talked about today and getting back to the basics and work on it throughout the week. Just choose one and let me know how it is changing your life or perspective. Which one will you choose? Number one, let us not play God. Number two, let us remember where we came from. Or number three, let us choose joy. Next week, friends, Lord willing, we will have a bonus episode with an awesome and amazing guest that will be joining us. This episode will come out just in time for the holidays. So make sure you come back next week because you do not want to miss out on this bonus episode. Make sure and tell your family and friends about it because it will be something that can be shared and enjoyed by all ages. Until next time, thank you friends. May you have a blessed week and remember to drink in the wonderful daily cup of God's word so your cup always overflows.